0: Welcome to episode 19 of the Loss is set podcast for Sunday, July 24th. I am Mark, and alongside me, as always, is Max, Tom, and Mike. How's it going, guys? Doing great, What's guys. Up, Mark? What's good, up? Good, good. Nothing much. Nothing much. We're gonna keep the show and in the intro going because we got a special guest coming up uh, in a little bit. We got a special interview, but to tease the rest of the show, the Yankees calling out Soto. Should they be all in on Soto? We're going to talk about that later on in the show. And of course, the story you may have missed, we're going to step into the world of the NBA. And for our losses step of the week, we're going to step on over to baseball. If you have missed any of our past episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. It helps us out. Be sure to share. And if you want to connect with us, be sure to follow us on Twitter at losses step one Search for us on Facebook via searching the Losses Step podcast. Now, Max, I'm going to bring it on over to you so you can introduce our guest. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, we got a special guest, as you mentioned. Um, Our guest for
1: tonight was a draft pick of the Tampa Bay Rays in 2013, uh, made his major league major league debut for them in 2018. Um, In that debut, he pitched a scoreless seventh inning while striking out the side. In 2019, he was traded to the Dodgers. Spent time pitching for them and then their AAA affiliate in Oklahoma City, uh, also the Dodgers. He has a special place in our hearts, of course, as he's a New York native. Um, So we love to see that on the show. And uh, we welcome to the show Jamie Schultz. Jamie, how's it going? It's going great,
2: guys. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. So I'm actually going to get started. Um, One thing that stood out to me right away when, you know, doing a little more research on you, trying to find out a little more about you. You struck out Aaron Judge, which, you know, not just as a Yankees fan, but as a fan of baseball or probably anyone that, you know, knows Aaron Judge, you know, that's a pretty cool thing. Can you right away, can you just talk about what that was like just facing him? Um, Walk us through that kind of and, you know, what what kind of texts and things like that you got after after, you know, pitching against someone like that. Obviously, you pitch against major leaguers, but just a name like that
2: yeah absolutely um that is honestly kind of my bragging right out it, it's like my go-to um growing up a yankees <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> um obviously facing them a lot but um uh to be correct it is he's is actually over five with five strikeouts against me uh career-wise i i did okay. walk out the first wow wow but that's like my one thing i was like oh man like humbly brag but i kind of i kind of I won't say own Aaron Judd, but like I I can taste myself a little bit right there. (laughs) uh,
3: He wakes up at 3 a.m. with nightmares about you.
4: (laughs) You have Uh, to be the only guy who's 0 for 5 with 5Ks against. (laughs) I know. I I haven't done that. You might have to research that. Mark, let's get on that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but um, he's a great guy. Um, We've actually played against each other outside of that as well. We both are in the uh, Cape Cod League at the same time um he actually hung out at our house uh, a few times too i remember walking in uh after a game in tampa bay and being like what's up big man like you remember coming over to our house much he's like "Oh, how could i forget and like that me up so he's he's an awesome that's awesome guy. um but just to go back and like look at those experiences like man i grew up a yankees fan going to those games old yankee stadium new yankee stadium and obviously you get a name as big as judge you're like you're gonna try your hardest and just had some good success against him. And hopefully (laughs) I can continue to do that at some point and get back to striking out Yankees. I mean, my, my angle, I would love to play for them at some point, but you know, just to have that on the track record is pretty cool.
1: So going off, you know, how you just finished that last question, um, just kind of curious, what are you up to now? What are you doing to, you know, you know, stay in good shape and, you know, keep the arm fresh. Um, I guess just, just, can you give us a little background of, of what you're doing currently?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm actually doing rehab about, you know, just one day a week, but it's more of a workout. Um, I head in and do my stuff and get like a little massage or some stretching and some manual work done. Um, Other than that, it's training four days a week, um, lifting, conditioning, all that stuff. Um, My throwing program uh, is set out for a 39-week program, and I'm entering week seven right now. Uh so I'm kind of excited to be where I'm at right now just because I start throwing uh five times a week instead of the normal three. And it's like you know, nice and light, staying around 50 to 60 miles an hour, 75 feet. So it, it's light, but it's it's a lot better than sitting in an arm brace like I was right after surgery. Um I had Tommy John for the second time in my career in September, uh after kind of a wash of a season. So I'm just grinding to get back out there and hopefully come December, January, when teams start picking up other guys, I'll, I'll be ready to go. And it kind of pans out. So the timing of everything lines up perfectly. Awesome.
4: You know, Jamie, I'm just curious after you just said, having your second Tommy John surgery, the recovery from that now, now that it being your second time, is it more mental? Is it more physical or a healthy combination of both to get back where you need to be to get back to the level that, you know, that you can pitch.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think this being my second time, the, the mental state kind of is no longer there just because I'm like, I've been there. I've done that. Um, this surgery, the only difference is that they kind of have like a metal tether wrapped around, uh, the ligament in there too. So it's kind of anchored down a little bit more. Uh, so I'm not really worried. Like to me, it, it's healed and mm-hmm. healthy and it's just about building up that arm strength again so i think it's just more of a physical thing like if i continue to put in the work and i can get back to throwing mid-90s like uh, in my head i have a good shot of getting back in at least getting a job to get into minor leagues again and try to crack that uh, major league level again so it, a little bit of combination but i think mostly physical as long as my body can just hold
4: up right and uh, you're still obviously a very young guy um, but I'm curious after you were drafted, whether it be with the Rays, with the Dodgers, you were in the Mariners organization last year, after you were drafted, who in the baseball world has given you the best advice, whether it's when you were playing, when you've been rehabbing, whether it's baseball advice, life advice, who's given you the best advice. And would you mind sharing who it was?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's been so many people that I learned from like coaches, uh, former teammates, current teammates, all that stuff, but uh I think kind of my biggest growth or leap came my uh, rookie year in 2018 with the Rays. And fortunately, I was able to work uh, with a lot of experienced guys and I remember Sergio Romo, he would take me he would take me away often just kind of spit one on one with me and he just like has a way of finding out who you are and kind of opening that up. And I remember he took me off to the side and he's like, "Man, like he's like Papa, you're pitching a little scared right now. Like, hmm? like, why are you?" He's like, "You got better stuff, you or me?" And I'm like, oh, "Like you, dude. Like you pitching for 15 years." And he's like, "No, you got better stuff than me." he's like, I would kill to throw 98. I would kill to do that. And he's like, you just got to pitch. Like he's like, the difference between me and you is I go out there and act like nothing matters. I'm the best player out. And when I, when I get someone out, it's personal for me. He's like, you're timid right now, man. Like just go out there and know you're, you're the best player and like, make it personal. Like I'm going to get you out and I'm going to celebrate that. And that's kind of like changed my mentality. on pitching. Like I've always been confident, but it's never been like, it's you versus me it's just like it's me versus me but like when you go out there and see those big boys out there you're like i gotta do something else besides just doing what i usually do and just cruising through some games like you gotta pull out some pull out all the stops and situation man like you gotta base this load of situation with no outs like it's different it's like mm-hmm. i'm not just gonna yeah. go out there and try to throw a strike one. It's like, I'm going to try to strike this guy out and then get a double play. So I think Sergio of all his wisdom, that one was probably the biggest one that sticks out.
4: Probably has a top 10 beard of all time too. in, in the league huh. uh, thinking when him and Brian Wilson were together in San Francisco, man, like two top 10 guys together.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Champions those too. Two, those are two different types of guys. Man. <laughs> <The mentality laughs>
4: yeah.
2: is
3: I can imagine.
2: Completely unique.
3: Yeah. So, Jamie, obviously the, the journey from playing Little League to the MLB, it's a very long journey. Um, and looking back, what do you think the hardest thing was for you to overcome in order to chase and achieve that dream throughout the process?
2: Um, Honestly, it's probably just picking one sport and picking one position, man, because like, <laughs> I, I grew up playing soccer, basketball, baseball, all that. And you know, baseball really never was, like, the one-on-one. Like, I didn't sit there and go, like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to just play this. I was like, yeah, I want to play Major League Baseball, but, like, I also want to play at the highest level soccer and basketball. Mm-hmm. And, uh When I originally got recruited to go to High Point University, they said, you know, come here, be a center fielder and pitch. So I was like, man, I get to hit. I get to pitch, get to do all this stuff. And then kind of when it got wet, uh, whittled down to like hey man like you're gonna be a pitcher it was like all right man i, I need to focus on pitching and not just throwing because when i could always throw hard i had a really good breaking ball but like i just constantly walk people and walk people and it was like <laughs> if it wasn't a strikeout it was a walk and it, it it took a while to kind of develop into like an actual pitcher um yeah there's just such a mental side of the game that people don't understand and uh I remember and I was already at double a level and I I broke uh, Chris Archer's record for the most walks in double a history. I was like, damn, man, I, if I want to be a starting pitcher, if I want to be a successful pitcher, I got to clean this up. And just overcoming that mental challenge of like focusing so much on one task at hand, like it's really tough for me, but now that it's been a while, I like see it as an art form almost, or like, I mean it is a job like you got to put in the work you got to think about every type of thing like I could sit there and do mechanics all day or I can think of the mental side of games like there's just so many routes you can go down and it almost has to become obsessive and you know I'm still working on that there's always room for improvement and that's why you see these guys like the Kershaw's and you know all the guys that have been around for so long that's why it's so impressive because I think there's so many things that could go wrong there's so many problems that it could be if you're walking people, if you're getting hit around and it's just, you have to become obsessed with it. And, you know, I'm still working on that, but it's definitely the toughest thing.
3: Cool. And then my next question for you is going to be, so you've obviously played a ton of baseball throughout your life and you mentioned all the other sports and stuff, but baseball specific, just looking back and, and we already talked about Aaron judge, but is there one memory you can really look back on as like your fondest, whether it's little league, you know, high school, college pros, Something that you look back on, man, like that is my shining moment.
2: Dang. I, I mean, my debut is probably like my favorite as far as like Major League Baseball. But I guess if I look back at all the time uh, playing baseball, I remember my parents and my grandparents tell me this story all the time. But I must have been like three or four years old playing baseball on the beach with my grandpa. And I was just apparently just rocking the ball back to him. Mm-hmm. I remember they <laughs> tell the story though, that like, some guy just stopped on the beach and said, dang, kid's got a hell of an arm man. like, I, he's going to be in the MLB one day. And like, I just think about that. And I was like, you know, making my parents and my grandparents and my family proud. And then like someone like foreshadowing that so far back. Like I look at my kids now and I'm like, I see myself in them so much. And like, you know, I'll be happy with whatever they do, but I'm like, man, if I, if I can like have them follow my footsteps and like, they love the game like that. That'd be like the ultimate blessing. And then I could tell, you know, everyone else that stories like that, you know, like I was remembering in the backyard, we were playing football and I was like, Hey man, you could be in the MLB or something like that. So yeah, that's probably the one thing that sticks out the most. I'm not going to lie to you. First of all, that, that is the coolest answer. I did not expect
3: that answer. I, I expected something from college, like striking out, you know, a bunch of guys, something like that. But that, that answer right there, that is a little bit emotional. That was cool. And Jamie, before
1: we let you go, um, I want to ask you, so Tom and I are trying to see all the stadiums and MLB, um, is there one that maybe you've played in or just that you've gone when you were younger, watched a game in just like one, one or two stadiums, maybe that really stand out, um, to you?
2: Yeah. I mean, I have my personal choices. I kind of relate those to the success I had in them, but, um, makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the coolest experience was probably playing in at Dodger Stadium. And I mean that's just like one of the ones that every it's like a bucket list. Everyone has to yeah, play. yeah, yeah. We've both been there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Chavez Ravine was awesome. Um, but I, I mean, there's so many, man. Like I I per, I personally like playing in the trop. People people bash it, but it was pretty cool. Mm. I think uh I think Minnesota, like Minnesota was really cool because the way it's laid out is almost like it's it's like on top of you like it's such a big stadium but i I feel like they've built up and out versus like just demolishing like blocks and blocks (laughs) and there the seating everything it's like so new and you feel like you're right on top of the game there and that, that was such a cool experience being there
1: that's awesome yeah i was waiting for you to I'll that's one, one give that we us haven't been different. to, Max.
4: We both haven't been yeah, to Minnesota.
1: We, we haven't been there. I was actually no. in Tampa like three weeks ago. Um, and I actually was surprised by it. I think I, I was just a lot of people bash it kind of like you said. Um, and I I liked it. It wasn't one of my favorites I've been to, but I thought it was like a different, just I don't I haven't been to a lot of indoor stadiums, so like it was cool, just something different. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. I was just curious on that. I think you know, just the thought of like even stepping on one of those fields. um, The only time I've done that is old Yankee stadium. I got to tour it. So like I went inside different, you know, clubhouse, things like that and stepping just on like the warning track was awesome. So I couldn't imagine, you know, being in your shoes and being able to get out on those mounds and stuff. But um, Pinto, Mike, any, any last questions for Jamie?
4: No, not really a question. Jamie just want to say, Best of luck to you. Get healthy. Hope to see you on a mound again soon. Um, I live very close to Yankee Stadium and City Field. So hopefully you make it back one day on the roster and then I can, I can get to either in about 20, 30 minutes. So um, hope to see you back. Best of luck and, and, and stay healthy.
2: I
3: appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. And obviously, best of luck in your recovery. The, the one last question I had for you. Manchester United, foreshadowing the season. <laughs> what place do you, you think we're taking this year for my soccer guys out there?
2: Oh man, top four, I, top four. I'm I beg for top four, um, please. Honestly, the the preseason gives me hope, man. Because, like, yeah, everyone's sitting there going, oh ten 10 hog ball, we're gonna have to take so long to learn the system, all this stuff. But they've been playing like really well. Um, really well. The <laughs> one thing that did worry me is the two goals that we gave up in the last game there late. With the yeah, I'll, I'll credit that to the sloppy uh field condition,
3: the field, it was pouring, yeah. These guys have no idea what we're talking about, but I know there's (laughs) a few listeners, buddies of mine that they're soccer guys. So they'll get it. I appreciate it.
2: we just need Dijon. I want Frankie bad.
3: Yeah, please. Barcelona needs to pay him his money, but that's, that's for another time. We'll have you back. We'll preview the league and
0: we'll get going with that.
1: Yeah. Mark, did you have something to throw in? I know you were.
0: Yeah. I had a one really important question, Jamie. Uh, (laughs) Do you know what Panama's ice cream
2: is? Oh yeah, for it's,
0: sure. Okay, great. Come on, thank you. I I
3: That's knew right. I liked this guy from the moment he was supposed to be scheduled. Oh wow, Cute yeah, talking.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny that you bring that up, though.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we it had a, a big, it was a big debate last week, or you know, Pinto and I didn't uh, weren't familiar
3: with it. I how will are tell the listeners.
4: we supposed to know if we don't if, if we, we were, don't have it down where we it's live. It's a normal
0: thing. It's a normal thing, guys so play.
3: here's the context jamie we were we were associating different sports with flavors of ice cream and i think i said that hockey to me was like panda paws there's a lot of things going on takes a little bit to get to like the good stuff in the middle like playoff hockey that kind of thing i think that was a context and yeah. pinto had no idea what panda paws was and max for all the listeners out there max i'm gonna call you out pretended like <laughs> he knew and then in our group text an hour later was like yeah i gotta admit something i have no idea what that is yeah so that, at least that was we honest
4: perry's Thank you.
0: There we this go. There it. we go.
2: I
4: know Perry's. I just didn't know the specific flavor.
0: Sue me. It's unbelievable.
4: <laughs> hey, it just looks
2: it's like exactly like this color right here. <laughs> exactly.
3: That's Panda Paws right there. That's
0: Panda Paws. <laughs> that's Yo, Jamie's Bob.
1: dog for everyone listening.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, that, was yeah, so gray.
3: <laughs>
0: that was my yeah, that's very awesome. important, important question, I'm Jamie. Thank you podcast. for indulging
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jamie, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Um, obviously, from what you're saying about, you know, training and things like that, you're a busy guy right now. So we do appreciate you taking the time out and, uh, and joining us.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm happy to come on again, especially if we're talking soccer, baseball, everything. Uh, just All right. right. Just let me know. We'll, we'll run through We'll get carried away sometime. <laughs> Sounds
4: and
3: good. Aaron Thanks, Judge. Aaron Judge, if you're out there listening, he's on his way back, man. <laughs>
4: The only man that can slow them down. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Other pitch too for other teams too. I'm just saying, if I was previously on your team, your team's going to have success. So even if you don't keep me around, Rays went to the world series, Dodgers won a world series athletic. won their division uh, Mariners. If they, if they make the playoffs and break the drought, put me on your team. The next year you're going to have success.
1: You heard it here. (laughs) You heard it on the lost a step podcast. Yeah. Sign this man. Have success. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jamie. Thank you guys.
4: Once again, we thank our guest of the night, Jamie Schultz for joining the lost a step podcast. Uh, You can follow Jamie on Twitter at J M Schultz 12. That's J M S C H U L T Z 12 on Twitter. We're going to stick with baseball here, boys, for uh, a couple more minutes. And uh, we also are, saw the reports during the week of first uh, Juan Soto turning down his contract um, offer extension from Washington, which really, I mean, to me, I know some people look at it as $440 million. How could you turn that down? But when it's under $30 million a year, I mean, to me at least, it really wasn't that surprising. So that right. So that being said, and obviously with team control on him for two and a half more years, let's just let's just say right now, should the Yankees be all in on acquiring him right now? Maybe two as an insurance policy in case Judge leaves. In the offseason, because remember, sometimes guys are rentals, right? When Manny Machado got traded to the Dodgers, he's rental, and then he left. You've got Soto for two and a half more years. So you're basically, for any big market team that wants to go after him, you're guaranteeing yourselves, unless rashes of injuries occur, three kicks to win a World Series. If you're the Yankees, are you going all in on him on that knowing that you still have, you know, a couple arbitration years before you really have to throw the book at.
1: So I am, I think what you said at the end there is why, why I am. Um, It's not the same rental situation as we see a lot of the time with trade deadline guys. Um, I think because of the judge situation and judge hasn't done anything to really make Yankee fans feel comfortable with him returning um i don't know if that's just part of what he's doing i don't know if that's a planned thing but like i was one you know if you listen to an episode a while ago i was one that judge is most likely going to be a yankee now my percentage is starting to go down and with that i'd love to see juan soto not just for this year to go all in and win a world series but if judge does leave Right, You bring in this other superstar, a guy that you can, you know, one of the top guys in baseball that you can really, you know, center your team around, you know, kind of maybe not replace judge where so many, you know, judges, the judges chambers, all this stuff right. with the Yankees and their branding. But it's another top guy in MLB that they can have um, and they could be competitive with him for, for the next couple of years and maybe
4: for longer if they, if they want to keep him longer and he <laughs> wants to be there longer. I mean, he's hitting he's hitting 247 this year. He's making 17 million this year. I know he's got all the talent in the world and Washington's a bad team, so his numbers might not be great. But it's possible that he might make under $20 million next year. It could be 18, it could be 19, it could be under 20. So in baseball terms for his arbitration year next year, unless he has a really, really good second half, if he hits under 250, he yeah, might, might not, not make over, he might not make over 20 million next year. That's for the arbitrators to decide. Mike, your thoughts all in? Yeah.
3: All, 100% all in and here's yeah. why. He is an unbelievable talent. There's it's not often that talent like this is on the market, you know, for for a team like the Yankees to to grab him in a time where this team is is moving forward and in the right direction I think they are. Obviously the best team in baseball right now. Let's not forget Juan Soto's twenty-three years old. You give up a bunch of prospects; they're pretty much the same age. You're going to get Juan Soto if you can lock him up, you know, after the the next two years or whatever. You can lock him up for another ten years. He's left-handed, perfect for Yankee Stadium. Okay, he's already an unbelievable hitter, but he's left-handed. Just and have to Gallo. Well, I was waiting but, for that. I was waiting. It's just, I, I just, I just don't see he's playoff proven too. I think, I think for a guy that young to be playoff proven, to have the playoffs that he had to lead the nationals or help As the nationals ring.
4: to a world series.
3: Yeah. Like I, I just, I don't see why you wouldn't. And the Yankees are one of the rare teams. I mean, what their payroll is, what 250 million. Uh, they're not Something the, like they're that. not, they don't have the highest payroll in, in the MLB and they could definitely afford to pick him up. Um, his salary. What'd you say? was 17, 17. They year, can yeah. obviously afford to pick him up. Um, and, and look, As a Yankees fan, I've heard my whole life, oh, the Yankees just buy players. They just do that, whatever. So, so what? They have the money. You are the Yankees. You get this guy here. You give him his money. You do what you do as the Yankees and you go win another World Series because it's been far too long. 13 years, right? Right. Yeah. I I, I
4: understand what you're saying that back in the day that kind of got tired, but now you haven't won in 13 years. Exactly. You got to do what you got to do. Be the
3: Yankees. Be the Yankees. Do and what the Yankees do and go get the best players in baseball and go win a ring. Because if you don't do that, well, people are going to get tired of it. And I a hundred percent think they should go all in. And
1: that's what I was just going to, was going to be my last comment is they need to win a world series. And so even if it was something where he would be a free agent after this year, I still think you go get him. Maybe you don't give up as much, but I think you, you got to win a world series. This is a great opportunity to do that. You know, Red Sox. We'll talk about them maybe in a little bit, but there's teams that are down right now. Yes, there's the Astros, but this is their a really good chance. Um, go get Soto, load up, and win a World Series. You know, Yankees need to do it. So that's that's where I think. I I would think a lot of people. That's how they feel.
4: But so if they did it, Judge goes to center field for the majority of the time, and everybody's okay with that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean. Send Aaron I mean, Hicks to yeah. the moon? I
1: think, yeah, I think <laughs> judge and center because of that, I don't Soto think and Rice, too many Stanton people DH are mad. Also,
4: although Stanton has played more in the field this year than he has but, uh, in the past. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting situation to monitor. Um, what do, do you think,
3: think? Did you give your response?
4: I think that I think if the Yankees do it, I think they're afraid judge is going to leave, and he's in insurance policy. I think if they don't do it, they're confident that he's going to stay. And then that big contract that they're going to give out is going to go to him because they probably, although you have to pay judge this offseason and Soto, you can wait for another two. I don't know if come two years from now, if they'll be able to have a judge contract and a Stanton contract on the books. So I think if they if they made the move, I think they're scared that he's gonna go. I think if they don't, they're confident they'll be able to re-sign him. And they've just been a little quieter about it. But internally, they think that they'll get him back. That's I will I
1: say, I will say quick on that. I do think that Mike and I as fans, it's a lot easier for us to pull the trigger and give up. I know Mike said it. You know, maybe a lot of those guys are the same age as You know, Soto at twenty three or twenty two, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is a tougher decision to give up a ton of guys for Soto. Or might be there pay, for
4: whoever it yeah. is. Yeah.
1: So, so it's it's an easy thing for us to say. Um, I still think it would be the right decision, but
3: obviously, there's a lot that goes into it that probably we don't even know. So, so the only thing. I understand what you're saying. Pinto. I just, I guess I just don't, I can't understand why judge wouldn't want to play with Soto. And and I understand he wants his money and maybe he wants to be the face of the franchise and whatever it is, but you want your money. The Yankees can find a way to front load Aaron judge's contract for the first two years. Yeah. Keep him on the books, give Soto what he's offered. And, and I mean, you have the opportunity. I'm not saying it's going to happen because baseball is a crazy sport and you never know. We have an opportunity to be the best team in baseball for the next 10 years. You know what I mean? Like if you can keep two guys like that, it's, it's obviously, you know, it, it might be a little sketchy and it might be a little hard to do, but I just can't understand why judge would want to walk away from a team bringing, you know, arguably the second best hitter in baseball. I don't know why you'd walk away from it. You team know, like that, But
4: I mean, I don't want to paint every athlete the same, but you know, LeBron left Cleveland, right? It happens. And I know baseball's different because certain teams can offer more money because there's no salary cool. cap, but why did
3: LeBron leave Cleveland?
4: Because he wanted to win Cleveland go win. And why this would judge leave you. the Yankees? I don't know. What if the Yankees have his a, money? What if the Yankees have a first round exit this year? And he wants to go. Yeah. He's a California okay. guy. What if he wants? I mean, hold on, take take your I'm, I'm not saying I'm hoping for this take your your rooting interest out of this. If he said if he said in the off, if he signs with the Dodgers in the offseason and says I want to win, is is anyone going to blame him? The Dodgers have just as good as a chance to win as the Yankees. I don't know what yeah. the Vegas odds are, but they they have to be pretty similar. So if he bolted to the Dodgers and says I think that this this right here gives me the best chance to win, I don't think anybody could argue that
3: right now, but if the Yankees bring in Juan Soto, what are the odds for the Yankees to win versus then, the Dodgers?
4: Then they That's would. what I'm
3: saying. Like, I understand Judge shopping himself right now for opportunities, but if the, if the organization goes out and gets one of the best players in baseball to help you, you don't have to hit 60 home runs. You don't have to have all this pressure on your shoulders to lead this team, but still go out and do it. We'll pay you your money, what you're valued. We'll front-load it on the first two years of your contract.
4: I just That's, don't know, know if, they have, if they could have Soto and Stanton up, Soto and Judge. You know and Stanton although he's not making that stratosphere and Cole I, I I just don't know if they could have all those contracts on at once I, my my gut would tell me no I don't think they could have a, a, a judge contract whatever he's gonna get and a Soto contract in two years together on the same payroll with Stanton and with Cole I I don't know if they could do that yeah I don't know. I guess maybe we' have my I guess we'll see I guess we'll, we'll Buster see next week. I guess we'll see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to talk to Buster on that or passing because uh, this yeah, is fascinating yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, stuff.
3: There's going to be in the, in the next you know few days, I would assume this week, there's probably going to be some news dropping because it's got to happen sooner rather well, trade than trade deadlines Thursday, isn't it? Or is it not yet? I think
4: it's isn't, next, isn't it, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yes. My, okay. yeah. my prediction is he does not get moved. I think, the Washington's price is too high and they're not going to come off of it because he's got the two years left under team. They control. don't need to.
0: I yeah, don't they think don't he's, he's going to get no, rid of
4: him. No, I don't, I don't think he's going to go.
3: Let's he's uh, just going to go play in the Dominican Republic. Then he doesn't want to be on that team.
4: <laughs> well, well uh, we'll revisit that in a couple weeks and we'll see what's what along with the whole MLB trade deadline. Uh, we'll see what teams uh, show that they're going to go for it. Okay. Uh, We're going to move on here. We're going to move on to the story that you may have missed, and we're going to switch over to the NBA. Uh, This story reported by Tim Bontemps of ESPN, in that the 76ers um, have a new project to build a privately funded arena in the city's center city neighborhood in downtown. Um, I know Max has been to Philadelphia for a Phillies game. Mike, have you ever been to the complex? I have not. I have not. So for anybody that doesn't know, uh, in Philadelphia, all the sports venues are next to each other in one big complex kind of outside of the city. So you got Lincoln Financial for the Eagles, got Citizens Bank Park for the Phillies, and Wells Fargo for the Sixers and the Flyers, all right next to each other. So I guess on one hand it's kind of convenient because you always know where you're going and you really never have to go anywhere else. Um but at the same time and Max and I have both been there to to uh to watch a Phillies game, there's really nowhere you can go um before the game. It's it's just like a big complex and when and when one team isn't using their their parking facilities, then the other team takes advantage of it. So it's just just like a three big you know, big huge space. But now the Sixers are moving or have a plan to to be in a new arena in the 2031-32 season, which is a little far away. But uh, the news did break one point three billion dollar project. And um, I'll say this, guys, um, I don't wish any success on the Philadelphia sports teams, Mm -hmm. but I would rather if I'm if if I'm if I'm in a city, I would rather see an arena downtown in the middle of a city than on the outskirts when where there's nothing else around matt me max and mark were in pittsburgh for march madness last year downtown center of the city i think it's a lot better again um I, i'm not and and there there is no word yet if the flyers are going to go with them um and I, I, I really can't say that I actively despise the Sixers. I mean, the Flyers could go play in a sewer for all I care. Um, but uh, when I saw this, I thought that that was a a nice move for this for the Sixers. Um, yes, for the Sixers, because none of the teams in Philadelphia play downtown. So I think it's good for the city that there is plans to have at least one come in what seems to be a, a good thriving neighborhood in the center city neighborhood.
1: Yeah I, w- yeah, I will. I will think- say the Phillies. Uh, just from from being there, I do think that's a cool, cool little spot. And I don't know if I'm biased, just because um, the game I went to with the Phillies game I went to was just an amazing game walk off um, for the Phillies. I was that was back in the Ryan Howard days a little while ago. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think I'm with you on like the downtown and that stuff. I'm I'm more of a fan of that than. Maybe like the outskirts and and those type stadiums. So I'm I think I'm with you on that thought.
4: This is this is I'm. Um, I'll let you go in a second, Mike. This is the um, the quote right here that we have from the article. Uh, oh, where is it? Give me one second. This is from David Adelman um, of the Sixers said quote, when you leave Wells Fargo center, you can't go have a drink. You can't get something to eat. You have to go home and you have to sit in this funnel to get into traffic. Right now, our fans, our fans are forced to leave like two minutes early and we need to do something better. We need to give them this experience. I like that. I like it. I like that too.
3: The the other quote that I was going to bring up too, from uh, tad Brown, the Sixers president, um, just talking about the project, he says it's going to create a brand new environment, a whole new environment that's going to also really give a great economic boost and a development boost uh, to a part of town that really needs it. For sure. That's important. And like you For talked sure. about, just being, just being in the city and um, not a big fan of Philadelphia sports. I, I don't like the Flyers. I'm a Giants fan, so I hate the Eagles. Don't really care about the Phillies. They're pretty irrelevant to me um the sixers eh it is what it is i see they're already cutting salaries uh like james harden to try to fund this project but um <laughs> i think a i think it's uh thank <laughs> you. i think it's i think it's good for the city and if you're a philadelphia uh 76ers fan i think i think it'll probably be pretty cool for you to enjoy that experience um in their own private facility that really caters to the needs of their specific fans um so i think it'll be good and uh like you said what 20 31, 32 Yeah. Seasons. So we got so some time after their lease expires. Yeah. They got um, some
4: time. So
3: it'll be good for them. That's a cool can, uh, story there though.
4: You can catch us there for the first round of March madness and in, in 2032. Hmm. We'll be there.
3: It's always, it's always a little sad, isn't it? When teams move locations or demolish stadiums and stuff like that. Like I don't well, like the name
4: changes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like when, when they go from one part of the city to the other, I don't think that that's, that sad, personally, um, if you, yeah, like when the name changes or even Come like, on, the, like Warriors, go, the
3: Giants going to MetLife. Uh, well, that's different. That that's, a, that's
4: a different, that's a different. Well, I mean, h- how sad can that be? You're going from you parking just, lot to parking lot and, I was and you're say, still you sharing walk, the stadium. You walk yeah, but steps, it's just gone. So
3: that, it's just, it's just, I don't know.
4: Would you, <laughs> just, would you, would you feel better if, if the Giants were the only team there? Well, it's okay that
3: our little brothers rent from us. I don't mind. Hold on. Oh. Hold
4: on. Answer the question. If the Giants were the only tenant, but it's still MetLife and Old Giant Stadium was gone. Would no. you no,
3: no? I just I just think just there's a lot of history in, in old Giant Stadium. And I think just
4: and then they from a fan standpoint, that and was then just they, a little sad. And then they decided, let's see how we can waste one billion dollars and we'll come yeah. up with MetLife Stadium.
3: There you go. Great for concerts right. though.
4: Never I don't been like for when a Giants concert. and Jets fans
1: can get along and just talk about talk about your stadium. I together. mean, it's just well, it's,
3: it's, it's just, easy when the Jets it, haven't been competitive in so long, he's got nothing to say.
4: Hey, you know what? Let's make a bet right now. Jets win more games than the
3: nice. Giants. Nice. Okay, Jets what do we, win more games
4: if the oh okay. Loser has to wear the other jersey during the show. Not that our our viewers can can see us but loser we can has post a
3: picture to, on twitter we'll pictures, post pictures. We'll be posted posted. on twitter loser yeah, has yeah. to and get Facebook. their hands
4: now mike i easily can get my hands on a giants jersey from one of my friends can you get your hands on yeah my, my on cousins Jets are jersey. Jets fans yeah. and they live close
3: uh yeah yeah i don't talk to them much because they're idiots but it's fine
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> just so, so just kidding just so,
3: kidding love you guys
4: so so, <laughs> so like so, like if you hadn't talked to one of them in a year and then you said it was hey, a man. joke. It
3: was a joke because they're Jets fans and they're idiots. But I talk to them all I, the time. Yes. I don't fine. know how I often. So
4: so if you text them, hey, I, I lost a bet. I need to borrow your Santonio Holmes jersey mm. for like an hour on mm. Sunday night, yeah. they'll be they'll be yeah. fine with it.
0: They'll love it. Yeah.
4: All right. I'll I'll make that bet right now. We got a bet. Virtual shake. Mark our hands as our even, Mark is I can, our producer. I can feel how big
3: they are through the screen.
4: <laughs> Glad we got that taken care of.
3: What do we got next? I guess to
1: get away from, from our first bet ever made on the Lost of step podcast. True. Um, we got one thing left lost the step and guys, I'll start with this. I'm not one to like pick on my rivals or my team's rivals, but sometimes they just kind of like force you, force you to pick on them. And this is the case here. I don't think there's anyone else that was available for the loss of step <laughs> nope. uh, segment. than the Boston Red Sox, um, First of all, I'll just say twenty-eight to five is enough, but I will give a little bit more here. Um, the Red Sox have now lost nine of ten games. Um, Pinto, you you mentioned to me which I didn't um, I didn't do the math on, but I guess you did, so I'll trust you. They've been outscored forty to ten in this series against the Blue Jays, where right. they got swept today. Right. And then I was doing a little looking back. I didn't I didn't realize they were struggling this much, um, but just looking at the series and who they've lost to. They got swept by the Rays in four games. They lost two mm-hmm. out of three to the Yankees, and then they just got swept by the Blue Jays. Those were their last three series. So right,
4: and they got teams that and, they're competing, and they, with, and they got pulverized by the Yankees shellacked. last last Saturday, Sunday. Which were which yeah. we really, if we're being technical, we're really not including that for the Red Sox here because the the show was after that last week. So this is just yeah. the Red Sox Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Not yeah, even including and- not even including that shellacking. And and
1: with those series, I mean, they're losing a teams that are in their division and they're 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 battling with. So these losses are are big for them. And it, the twenty eight to five again, that's probably enough right there. But I don't see you know how the Red Sox weren't our losses set for the week. Mike, any anything to add?
3: Yeah. So so Max, I just I, I think any time a team allows an inside the park grand slam where the center fielder is just kind of not understanding where the ball is and it drops in over his head. I, They deserve to be on the loss of step. Anytime your pitcher goes after a ground ball towards first base and then the second baseman comes in and flips it to him and he misses the bag and slides and falls like he did today, um, I think you deserve to be on the loss of step. So uh, not great from the Red Sox. I love the fact that they're on this. I agree with you. I don't typically pick on rivals, but they deserve it. And they're horrible. Maybe the worst team in baseball.
4: I mean, they're now in... That's that's Whoa. a little much but they are now <laughs> I, know,
3: I know I know they are
4: now in that interesting spot guys of are they going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline mm-hmm. this is this is such a tough spot to be in and Matt Snyder of CBS Sports has a great article uh on the MLB great page friend of the show. Yes a uh, great article on the MLB page I read it today on their on the potential of what they could do with their buyers and their potential of what they could do with their sellers, uh, it's a good article. Um, I think they're sellers, uh, especially with Chris Sale being out now too. Um, and then the question is, are they, are they going to trade Bogarts? I, I guess that would be the the main the main guy, and they can get a nice haul back for him too. Um, I'm. I'm. This is. They're they're probably of the teams that are like in the middle. They're probably have to be at least up the the most interesting of of which way they could go. I think you can make a case for both because there was a stretch basically from the beginning of May to the beginning of July. They were one of the best teams in the league and now they've hit the skid since. So uh, just like um, Juan Soto will be something interesting to keep an eye on, the Red Sox and what they do will be very interesting to keep an eye on too.
1: Yeah, and we'll see if this is maybe, you know, being named in the loss of step segment Maybe this is the turning point for them. So we'll see if they're hearing this and they are buyers and they say, we got to, we got to make the playoffs still. Um, we can't be getting, getting laughed at by a couple of Yankees and, and New Yorkers. So um, we got, we'll got, see if they turn it around. They we got, the it. Boys,
4: we got the boys on us. We can't have this again.
1: Yeah. yeah. Some Red Sox lost a step.
4: Alex core is probably going to have a tirade in, in the dugout right now. <laughs>
1: Mark, you want to take us home? Yeah. Um,
0: if the Red Sox were a breakfast food, what would they be? <laughs>
4: uh, if the Red Sox were a breakfast food, um I don't know, oatmeal cuz I never want to eat it and I never want to see a Boston team do well.
0: With uh, fruit and brown sugar?
4: Sure, why not? Oh, nice. Nice. Sprinkle <laughs> <I'm laughs> brown sugar.
0: I nice. love these I'm questions from Mark. I'm going to think of uh, more every every now and then. This has been episode 19 of the Loss to Podcast for Sunday, July 24th. Now, before we end this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different for the next couple of episodes. We're going to do a little something we like to call. Well, we never really called it anything before, but for now, we're going to call it our uh, division preview series. For the next four weeks, we're going to go into the every week will be a different sort of, uh, where we cover your different region and the NFC and AFC and max, if you want to dive into this a little bit more, so I don't, you know, butcher anything. Do do you (laughs) want to say anything about it?
1: Yeah, no, so far so good, Mark, but yeah, we're going to, our next four episodes, um, we're going to do two, two divisions, uh, an episode, eight total divisions, um, just kind of talking about our predictions, some of the, you know, things we are looking at wanting to see, um, and just, we're going to bring on some guests, um, which we're really excited about. We're going to bring on some loyal, uh, loss of step listeners. So that'll be pretty Mm -hmm. cool for, for some people that have been listening since the beginning. And then we actually have someone next week that, um, I won't necessarily put that out right now, but we're going to have someone on that actually, um, used to be in the, uh, one of the teams we're previewing, uh, organization. So we'll talk to them, get some, maybe inside info and, uh, and pick his brain a little bit but more to come on that on socials and everything like that. That's
0: awesome and you can check those out. We're going to tease those on Twitter at Losses Step 1 and on Facebook by searching the Losses Step Facebook group. You can search for that and we will be teasing some of this preview in the upcoming weeks. And you know, it's a new series for us. We're going to try it out. It's, you know, we're excited for football. You know, it's a it's a month, guys. Max and I, kind I are. Of, yeah.
4: whoa, 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 whoa. whoa hold whoa, on. hold whoa, on. Hold on. I, li- I like football. I don't make it like I don't like football. I don't make it like that. <laughs> well, I don't I watch just, football. I feel like football.
3: Football doesn't know that you like football. Football <sighs> knows that, that I love wow. football. What do football I know that Max loves football.
4: I can't I say know. that I love it. I don't want to be disingenuous to our listeners. I can't say that I love it. No. Would I rather watch it than 99 percent of things? Absolutely,
0: Tom. I, I think football doesn't love you. You know, I, mm. I think I think you flag love football. football. Does I think flag football loves you? Darn right it does. Football, but darn right
4: it does, Marcone. <laughs>
0: you know what? It's it's not like the Rangers. Hey, look, I, you know, it's not like the that's Mets. You no, know?
4: that's true. Hey, look, I, I I I never want to be disingenuous to the listeners. By the way, to all the listeners out there. I could have gone to the Mets game tonight for free. And I said, nope, I'm coming out and I'm doing the show because that's the kind of dedication that I have. If I have to miss a and show I, for something, I have to miss it. But I didn't I have to say, miss tonight. So I'm here.
1: Pinto, I will say I do I do think you love football. I just think because of baseball and the, the time that's at, it's just hard because you know you're just a diehard baseball fan, so I think you love football, but maybe it's just a little, a couple notches below our love for football.
4: Yeah, but Pinto, most of the Pinto likes but, fantasy
3: football more than the NFL. That's one hundred and One
4: hundred percent. Survivor. He's the bigger gambler. One hundred percent. Because if I don't have a fantasy player in the game, I can't watch Jacksonville Houston this year. I can't do it. I, I I wouldn't find enjoyment in that unless I had somebody a... playing or <laughs> or the person I was playing has someone playing and I have rooting interest. I I can't I can't watch that. That that's tough.
0: That's gonna be is a great I'm game.
4: Gonna, it's gonna be great. All I know yeah. is I'm
0: gonna win Survivor. You know. That's what it's we're gonna... all hoping for. It's Mark.
4: If you win Survivor, you, you know, I might have to I might have to quit the show and you might have to take my spot and you know, you might have to find another producer because you would clearly have your sports knowledge would be greater than mine. And I don't think I'd have any more use for the show. I think you might just have to take my spot.
0: Um, if I win, you got to go on my silent film podcast.
4: Silent film podcast. Get oh it? my get goodness. It? I would listen to <laughs> because,
0: that. Well, you can't because it's silent. Because it's not existing. Come on.
3: <laughs> I, get the joke. I just went right over everyone's head. There could actually <sighs> be a silent film
0: podcast, though. There could be. It could be. Yeah.
3: Reviewing silent films. I get that. But I think what Mark meant to say his silent, silent film podcast is what he meant to say. He he forgot the first silent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Uh, everyone.
0: That's (laughs) that's our cue. That's our cue to get out of here. But like I said, if you want to check in with us uh, throughout the weeks for our NFL division preview series or just in general, you want to reach out to us. We're on Twitter at Lost of Step One and on Facebook. Just look up the Lost a Step podcast. Once again, we would like to thank Jamie Schultz for uh, being on the show today. And if you want to go on Twitter, his handle is JM Schultz12. JM Schultz12. Give him a follow. Once again, thank you, Jamie Schultz, for being on the show. And once again, this has been the Lost a Step for July 24th, episode 19. For Max. Mike, and Tom. I'm Mark. Have a good week.